0: This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On The Block with Strick and Austin. Hold up.
1: Welcome back to On The Block. It is E Strick and Austin here. Two to four every day. You can find us on the block right here. Streamlines that are always open to you that you can tap in to be able to watch us Live is on Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Twitter is where you can find us every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on, on, on the block we join. We're also sponsored by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. You can also go to Mary Ellen's on 27th and Pine Lake. Let them know that Charles sent you uh, great food, wonderful uh, hospitality. They take wonderful care of those who happen to pop in And uh, they absolutely love us here on the block as well. So we're grateful for them and their continued uh, support for us. Um, Next thing you want to know is we're going to talk about the NFL right now. We're going to talk about NFL playoffs. That is now uh, the schedule has been shaped. There is a lot of uh, excitement that happened over the weekend. There was a lot of things on the line. And we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. Um, uh, You know, we were wondering whether or not the AFC was going to have to do a flip of the coin type of situation, Obviously, that did not happen with the loss of the Baltimore Ravens, so that didn't have to go down that way. It's looking like it's going to be what it's going to be out of the AFC. It looks like the number one seed is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, that will have the uh, playoff at home advantage, and then the Buffalo Bills will end up uh, number with the two seed. Cincinnati Bengals will end up with the three seed, and out of nowhere in the AFC South, the champions of the South is your Jacksonville Jaguars at a nine eight record. Uh, they won their first uh, division title since 2017. So shout out to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know uh, it's a lot of weight that came off of, of, of that wonderful team and, and all of the stress that they've had to deal with <laughs> and all of the talk and the negativity that goes with what was going on down there for uh, some time. Uh, they now have gotten over the hump of that. Um, The Los Angeles uh, Chargers will be the fifth seed. Ravens will be the sixth seed Um, after their loss. The Miami Dolphins squeak in, and that would be a big uh, shout out to uh, 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 Jake Sorensen in in studio, who is excited, I'm sure, about that after getting that win. We'll delve into all of that, and we'll tap into the end. We'll start with the AFC. Uh, So, Austin. What um what we're looking at right now is the top seed um, is Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs had a phenomenal season led by, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Um, we knew the AFC was going to be tight, especially with the Buffalo Bills as well as the uh, Cincinnati Bengals who who uh, uh, got all of their weapons back and were able to kind of raise the, their level of play and, and get through it, and now they're at full strength. What's your thoughts about uh, the way that the playoffs are shaping up, with the Kansas City Chiefs leading the chart.
0: The AFC is fascinating to me in that the Chiefs do get the one seed. It feels like it was a little bit of a down year uh, for them, according to their standards. The offense was still good, uh, really good, according to you know adjusting for the league. Still really good offense. Doesn't seem like it was as elite as it had been in previous years. You lose Tyreek Hill, that's going to be hard to do. Travis Kelsey still a monster. Patrick Mahomes still a monster. And here's the craziest thing to me, Strick, as we look at the whole AFC playoff picture, Patrick Mahomes isn't just the veteran when it comes to the experience in the playoffs. The Chiefs have been there every year. He's been the starter. He's the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs right now, if you look at the projected starters. He's 27. He's the oldest one. The others are 26 or 24 years old. So Patrick Mahomes just entering his prime You know, at age 27. The oldest, most experienced quarterback there, and he gets, you know, a week off. Andy Reid gets a week off to prepare for uh you know the either the Jags or divisional opponent, the Chargers. I think that's huge for the Chiefs. The Bills with the two, I think that's you know, about as well as they could have done given the way everything broke out, the way the NFL decided. A little bit of karmic justice for what happened uh, with DeMar Hamlin. The Bengals, I thought, got a little hose. You no, know, if they would have lost to have it come down to a coin flip to see who won the division instead of head-to-head. Again, I think it broke right. I'm happy to see that for Zach Taylor, that they get the three. Any one of those teams on the bottom though, I think could be dangerous. The Chargers did lose Mike Williams, which is a blow, but they seem like they're still plenty talented. The Jaguars, free of Urban Meyer, uh, franchise squarely in the hands of Trevor Lawrence. I think that's, that's huge for them. Baltimore, I'm not quite as sold on, but again, that's a franchise that has all sorts of playoff experience. And then the Dolphins. I didn't think there was any way they got that done with Skylar Thompson. None at all. Come come yeah. to find out that Jake Sorensen's presence is more important than two at for the Dolphins. Easy as that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? Especially like the 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 Jets with their quarterback issues right they just mm-hmm. didn't know what the heck to do they were playing some great football at one time in the season probably before their last three to four games mm-hmm. they were playing great football they looked like they had a chance to do some things and, and, and to get themselves into a playoff run but no one in their right minds the third quarterback at Skyler Thompson would have thought they would have been able to lead them obviously it was a squeaker of a game and uh, they were able to get by whether or not that would translate into a, an opportunity for them uh, to make some noise in the playoffs is still yet to be seen, but we will see. Let's 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 really talk though about um, um the the Cincinnati Bengals not the Cincinnati Bengals I'm sorry the the Buffalo Bills situation right mm-hmm. I think this 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 pivotal head-to-head tiebreaker uh, that could be unleashed with Kansas City uh, I, I I like the potential of a neutral zone so everything doesn't have to go back through Kansas City you don't have to have the same scenario because I think that would have been unfair for the Buffalo Bills. But if it came down to it to throw it to a neutral site, I think that would be um, you know quite awesome. You know, it, 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 as you look at it, what, what's your thought about a neutral site uh, option? I,
0: I think that as much as possible, we want these things at home field. We look at you know even college football and the expanded playoffs. We want home games. It's better for those fans. Those teams have earned it. But given the situation with DeMar Hamlin, and here's something else the Chiefs lost to the two and the three seed in their conference, both the bills and the Bengals beat Kansas city, but based on the rest of their schedules, it's Kansas city with the one seed based on an unprecedented situation. It's Kansas city with the one seed. So I think given all of that neutral fields, the way to go, I hope it's someplace, you know, in between, if we get to that, um, I know I already saw that it won't be Indianapolis. They've already got some other convention going on. So Lucas oil stadium was rented out. Maybe it's Detroit, uh, you know, St. Louis wouldn't be neutral in any way. You know, that's definitely more a Kansas City lean. So I hope they find some place that it comes down to it. But if it is neutral site, I think that's huge for the non-Chiefs team, whether that's the Bills or the Bengals. Because at at home in the playoffs, it's been impossible to knock, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas Mm -hmm. City Chiefs out. The Bengals managed to do it last year. That was a huge upset. And Arrowhead... You know, has set records for loudest stadiums in sports. The Chiefs are understandably upset after how last season ended. If they get another AFC Championship game there. It'd be hard to get bet against them. So I think a neutral site will even the field a little bit more and hopefully make for just as good a game as we've seen in the AFC Championship game for the last few years.
1: Well, as you threw that out there, Pecan Pie on the uh, Sutterham and Tex line at 402-464-5685 throw something out there and i i mean it's an interesting thing to talk about also if you would like to time in you're welcome to do so as well at that same number 402-464-5685 um he says if the afc is at a neutral site championship then the nfc should be too uh what's your thought about that i mean i i i think that i think just the circumstance and the situation i don't think both both, my thought is I don't think that both conferences should have to be penalized. But you don't also want to give an advantage to a team. As you alluded to, the Bengals and the Bills both beat that team. So it would be unfair for that situation and scenario to be able to
0: work out that way. But what's your, what's your what's your thought
1: before we go off into the NFC? The
0: the NFL is not college football. We know that. The Semifinals are a different setup, you know, the AFC and NFC Championship games versus the college football playoff semifinals. It makes perfect sense for the the semifinals in college to be at two neutral sites because they're replacing bowls. They're they're bowls at those locations. You don't have bowl games in the NFL. You know, these teams earned their home field advantage throughout the season. Why take that away from them? That's a huge detriment and a huge disadvantage for the one seed that put in the work all season long because yeah, you get to the postseason, it's get in. You know, take your chances once you're in. But how do we still make the regular season matter? By giving that one seed that bye week, and then by giving them home field advantage. They earned it. Absolutely do not take it away from them unless it's the only option, like we saw over in the AFC.
1: Right, right. Um, so before we move on to the, A, uh, to the NFC, Austin, give, give, give the listeners that are, for the first time, other than the time that you showed up and you spent some time with us on the block, uh let, let them know a little bit about your background and, and where you came from and how you've come to be at 937 the ticket now and on the block, and then we'll talk about the NFC after that.
0: Sure. So yep, I am Lincoln born, Lincoln raised, uh 68521 is my zip code, lived there my whole life up till college. Uh went to Nebraska, uh the journalism college down there, did did some student radio, worked at the old uh, Husker Sports Network before they brought it in house. Uh that was that was awesome getting to know that crew over there. Uh, they're the ones that gave me my first shot. Always grateful for that. Uh, the last year I spent up at AM five ninety up in Omaha, uh, working sports talk a four hour show every day, and then uh, you know stuff goes down in the radio business. Uh, it was unfortunate the way it ended, but if it ends up with me here, I'm grateful. Uh, y- y'all have been so welcoming. It seems like an awesome vibe. Y'all are great people, and I'm excited to be here. You know, back in my my hometown. Uh, talking about the sports that matter to people here in this area, a lot of a lot of Nebraska talk, I know, but still getting some of that national uh, perspective too. So, yeah, been been around the block, but stayed in Nebraska basically my my entire life. Haven't haven't moved out of the, the 402, and I love it that way. I really like it that way.
1: No pun intended. He's been <laughs> he's been <laughs> on the block, but uh, you've been around the block, so to speak. Yes. But he's finally landed on the block, so that's good to hear. Uh, let's get off into the NFC now. So uh, obviously well-deserved. They looked like they were starting to sputter a little bit coming down the stretch. Obviously that was due to um, you know uh, losing the best piece that they have in Jalen Hurts, which has been their leader throughout the year and trying to go with a backup option. But now they're finally locked in. They've got the home field advantage. Philadelphia Eagles took them three times to do it. But now they've come out. The other story in the NFC is the freaking San Francisco 49ers, the two seed. Uh, the mm-hmm. NFC West champions. Uh, they're two and uh, they're 10 and 2 in intra-conference games. Um, and they've moved ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, which they kind of were sputtering a little bit uh, coming down the stretch. They're the three-seed, the Vikings. Um, they had a chance to get into the mix of the number one conversation. Uh, they finished third, uh, briefly holding the spot on Sunday, and then the Vikes beat the, ge- the Giants, uh, their next opponent, 27-24 to 24 in Week 16. And now uh, they're going to um, uh, look to get a-, a nice run into the playoffs. Can Kirk Cousins do it? That's yet to be seen. The one that's surprising is the NFC Least South. <laughs> Um, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of popped in there and ended up winning the division, uh, got it done even after a loss at Atlanta, which didn't impact them. They were kind of locked into that situation. The Cowboys sputtered out, had a chance to kind of get in the conversation as well as, as, as getting up into that bye week um, potentially, but they then sputtered at the end as well by getting spanked by Washington uh, I don't think that's a good momentum thing having to go to Tampa and face against the goat. Uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, in that position, six, the giants solid uh, for the giants to be able to land into this position as well for them. Seahawks sneak in there by the hair of their chinny, chin chin, but they got it done. They're in. And uh, the sad one I feel bad about is the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. played some great football but they did knock the Green Bay Packers out the box. And so now, what say you in the NFC?
0: I was down on the Eagles entering the year. I wasn't sold on Jalen Hurts. I thought he could be a nice little backup option or a part time guy. He proved me wrong. He's in the MVP conversation. Don't know if he'll win it, but props to Jalen Hurts, kind of the ultimate chip on his shoulder kind of guy. The number two yeah. he was written off in college, uh, drafted where he was, and then just a guy in Philly before Nick Sirianni comes in, hands him the reins, and fly Eagles fly. That's history from there. So, props to the Eagles. I think they're a legitimate one seed. And if you're going to have home field advantage, Philly's the place to do it. You know, oh, it, yeah. those those fans are one of a kind up there. I'm completely out on Minnesota. They're fraudulent. Give me Danny Dimes and the Giants. are the F word. are the F You're going to say it, Austin. I'm saying it. Oh. I'm saying it. Anyone decent? <laughs> Anyone decent? The Vikings just crumble. If you reverse all the results of the one-score games in the NFL this year, Vikings are last in the NFC. They won a lot of close games. Maybe it's a skill. I'm not buying it. I'm not willing to bet on it. So, yeah, I will throw that big (laughs) F word around with the Vikings. I know the Cowboys lost, and I know that they're going on the road to Tampa Bay. I trust Dak Prescott more than I do Tom Brady right now and the rest of the roster around him. Obviously, Tom Brady's the GOAT. I know he's good. I know he gets a home game. I have been so out on the Buccaneers all season long. Dak hasn't been playing great. I think the playoffs are here. I think uh, that the lights are shining a little brighter now. will give him that extra little motivation. I think Dak picks it up. So I think the Cowboys are a little sneaky. And then, am I crazy to say... Well, real pause.
1: Pause on that real quick, Austin. Jerry Jones threw something out there that's something to kind of think about. He thinks he thinks that that loss, not a momentum killer, but that loss is something to maybe give them a little edge, a little chip on their shoulder sure. going into the playoffs to hit the road. And mm-hmm. you you know, cause when you hit the road, you become the villain, right? <laughs> yep. Everybody yep. is against you. The media is already out on you. I totally mm-hmm. told Nate before he left the show, I said, Nate, the freaking Cowboys don't get all high on them this week. They are an achy breaky heart team. They sing country music, and they will break your heart. Now I don't know if that's gonna, you know, end up being the case in this playoffs uh, run, but I'm just saying as of right now, that's the way mm-hmm. they do me. So he feels that it should be that, Jerry Jones.
0: And I don't agree with Jerry Jones all the time, but I will on this one because what travels? Defense travels. Who's on that Cowboys defense? Micah Parsons, Micah absolute Parsons. stud. He can change a game. What else travels? A solid run game. Zeke Elliott hasn't been, you know, in career form, but he's been solid enough. Tony Pollard might be the best backup running back in the league the way he runs the ball. So I think Dallas is scary. And San Francisco out of nowhere. I mean, first we thought it was Seattle in the NFC West, the start that they got off to Uh, Geno Smith or, you know, discovered something. Seattle discovered something in Geno Smith. I don't know, but good for Geno putting up that season after the, the whole acrimonious Departure of Russell Wilson from the Pacific Northwest, but then San Francisco just keeps chugging along. Little rocky start to the season. They're scary right now. San Francisco is scary, and I think that's all Kyle Shanahan more than anything else.
1: Yeah, Brock Purdy has has he has an also he has an opportunity as well to get into an exclusive group, uh, being the last person picked in the draft, mm-hmm. the third string quarterback, and yeah. you're now in a playoff run. And you've got him to the third seed where everybody probably thought they were going to fall off the map. Mm -hmm. You know, Trey Lance wasn't going to be the guy. Then all of a sudden, you know, your backup Jimmy G is doing what Jimmy G does. does. And then next thing he goes down and you're left with Brock Purdy. Shout out to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not Chubba Purdy. So we don't (laughs) have to worry about that situation. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, Mr. Relevant. Right now, Mr. Irrelevant, he's Mr. Relevant now, and that—that that, again, I think it speaks yeah. to Kyle Shanahan in the system that he can draw up. You know, Jimmy G, I think, is another guy that, like we said about Tannehill last week, you can win with, but not because of. If you can win with a guy, but not because of him, that comes down to coaching, and can the coach put his players in position to succeed? Kyle Shanahan has done that masterfully. Huge credit to him out there in the Bay Area.
1: We're not going to get into predictions today because we're going to have Strix picks when we come in uh, uh, later this week and uh, maybe even tomorrow. No, I think it's later this week. Um, But nonetheless, we're still going to have it. Uh, Big playoff game in college football tonight. TCU and Georgia are going to face off. We've got to take a break right now. When we come back, Brian Munson will be joining us on the block. And we'll talk a little bit more possibly about this college football national championship and what his thoughts are on it. We got to take a break right now. We'll be right back. 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. Strict. Austin. We'll be right back after this.